Rihanna Nell and Retief Berger are sitting ready, relaxed, to have a deep kair with us because they've got a new single called DCN. And uh, we have to find out all about that. But first, we want to catch up with these two wonderful people. Hello, you two. Hello, hello, Janine. Hello, Janina. So, you two have got busy lives, it seems, besides the music industry, which we'll get to just now. Personal lives full of young, snotty, smiling, precious little babies, don't you? Let's start with Retief. What age are we talking, that little girly of yours? Yeah, well, she's, uh, she's now just over three weeks, so she's fresh out of the oven. <laughs> and um, it's, um, it's, it's been an amazing journey to, <laughs> together with my wife. We actually have so many testimonies because my wife started to go into premature labor or had contractions from, from 14 weeks off. Wow. Um, between 14 weeks and 28 weeks. So we had a couple of scares. And uh, God gave us promises, and we stood on it. And uh, lo and behold, uh, he, he, uh, he just spoke into my heart that she will be born last week of July, and she was. And uh, we stood on that. But now, yeah, she, she's there. And then my middle son, he, his birthday, second birthday was just the other day. And then, um, then my oldest is now four. So we've got a full, busy house. But uh, it is such a blessing. It's such an amazing blessing. Ariana, you have got a few things in common with Retief when it comes to amounts of kids in the home. Yeah, I also have three kids in my house and uh, I'm very privileged to be a mom of three kids, three boys. I actually have a helicopter in my garden, so I just <laughs> throw them in there in the morning and then I leave. And then when I get back, I take them out of the helicopter. <laughs> um, it's fun. Boys are fun. You know, they, they are um, very easy they say what they want and they fight and they hit one another and they sort it out um but if i don't know how girls are you you'll have to tell me what when she gets a little older (laughs) okay but rihanna do you see yourself as a mommy this the whole mommy thing did you enjoy becoming one because your life had been pretty much cut and dried up till you know music industry traveling touring all of that then you got married life changed significantly and then the children come did you did you look forward to having children with a surprise was your motherhood a surprise to you the way you handle this um, no no um i i very much wanted all of those things i wanted to get married uh, way long time ago but i had to wait <laughs> and uh, um <clears throat> a long time and then when i um, when I got married, I knew I wanted to have children and I wanted to have them soon. Um, but then again, I was older as well. So we didn't wait long. We waited two years and then we, we planned every child. And um, it was such an amazing journey. You know, you think, uh, you know, I don't know, you, know, you don't really sit and think there about the whole thing. And you don't think, um, am I going to be amazing or whatever? I, don't, I didn't think about it. I was just like, I really wanted kids wasn't a question in my heart. Life is nothing without kids, you know. It just makes everything better. It brings meaning to everything. It shows you who God is. It's it's um, such a gift. Um, so often I'm very surprised when I speak to people who are very career-driven, and um, especially some of the singers and the actresses. The actresses, they are very big on not having kids. And I've, I've often wondered, you know, oh, why? You know, I'd rather just have a lot of kids and never sing. <laughs> I'll just stay at home and be with my kids. Like that's, that's why I loved lockdown. I loved it. 
I love it. <laughs> but besides the fact that I was working like a mad person and I had to, like, I could only work while my kids were sleeping. Um, so that was a, you know, it was just me and my husband and he was working in one of the rooms and then I had to work, but I could only work when it's quiet because I have to record songs for people. So I had to get them all to sleep at the same time. <laughs> and Miracle. It, that was a, um, yeah, God was gracious. You know, I, I, I made it work. We made it work. I worked most evenings when they were all in bed and, um, yeah, we made it work. But yes, I love being a mom. I wouldn't trade for anything and I would have three more kids if I can. Well, I saw what you did and why you worked so hard when on Facebook you were telling people if they want any song written, any for a loved one, for any occasion, if they send you free words, it's been something that I've always, it makes you so unique that you can create songs from whatever the words other people give you. And it doesn't take you a long time to do it either, but I can, I can imagine that many, 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 many people wanted a Rihanna Nell's song especially for themselves. So I'm so glad you came up with that idea. I think it was excellent. But I want to reverse a little bit to what you said just now about waiting a long time for your partner. Retief, once again, the two of you have got that in common. It was, it was not easy. It's not easy for someone who's well-known in the first place to find someone who's not daunted by that and who doesn't have ulterior motives and agendas and blah, blah, blah. And people these days, because isolation is the sickness of our age, people get married mm. Just so that they don't have to be alone, just just to relieve the loneliness. Now, you had to wait for the right person and God led you in that thing. I'd love for you to speak maybe to people who are single at this moment. After what both of you have gone through, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And and they feel, why doesn't God give me a partner? I mean, you, you were both, you Christians, God's the one that's got to give the partner or otherwise, you know. That whole dynamic of that, help us out a bit here. How did you come right? Well, first I want to say um, that not everybody's story is the same. So, so for me, um, I think the fact that I was single for so long was, was not, not necessarily meeting the right person, but having a lot of issues <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and not confronting them. And then by the grace of God, uh, being in a spiritual family at church where I was forced in love and grace to actually face those things. And then eventually I married my best friend of over 20 years. So she was right in front of me the whole time. And that whole myth of the right one and uh, you just got to wait for that. And I believe there is one where you eventually choose and you can't just marry, marry anybody. But <clears throat> so, so I, I think it's very, very complex for many people. And um, I can. I, I once preached on a whole sermon on this, so I have so much to say. But, but I know it's tough. This defined me in many ways. This was part of my deepest insecurities at some point. Because you come to a party, you come to church, and everybody's got somebody. Well, that's how it looks like for you. You're insecure about your 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 singleness. You're this. You're that. Blah blah blah. And um, and and. And on the flip side of that, I think in the church world, very interesting, in the early church world, it was almost frowned upon when you were married. Um, those people who were uh, sitting in front of the church were the single people. Now it's actually flipped around. It's almost the norm, and it's become what we call the ultimate. The ultimate for me is not being married and having children. Sorry. That is not the ultimate. 
for me, the ultimate is being a Christian and following Jesus and knowing that even these relationships, which are so important, is not going to last into eternity. That's what Scripture says. We will not be married in heaven. We will not have children in heaven. Therefore, the ultimate is Christ and then the spiritual family that we have in Christ from all tribes, all nations. So scripturally, that is the ultimate. And I have a lot of single friends and single people beating themselves up and almost having this unforeseen or unseen pressure on them from not just their family, but Christians and the church that you should get married. Otherwise, there's something wrong with you and da-da-da-da-da-da. And some people, like a Paul, is not meant to be married. So there's a glory also in singleness. There's something... That marriage life, yes, shows about Christ and his bride, the church to people. But then there's something about singleness that also is a witness of the gospel. And that is that Jesus is enough for you. What an amazing testimony. When he becomes your husband, um, in, in that sense, when he becomes your lover. And for me, being a single person for many years of my life, only marrying on the age, at the age of 35, um, this was the glory of I could still be a Christian, I could still follow Jesus, I could still write worship songs, could still be in ministry, and actually be complete. Because Jesus is sufficient for me. And that for me is the encouragement for people who are single, who's wondering, is it going to happen, is it not? And can you enjoy your life in the season? If it's a season, or maybe it's a lifelong thing, maybe you're never going to marry, is that going to be okay? And then we as Christians in the church should say that that should be okay. It, it, is, it is also okay. It's also very biblical, by the way. <laughs> so to encourage people. But in all of that, God knows your heart. He knows your desires. If you have issues like I had, sort them out, confront them. Um, and you can't confront them in isolation, like you said, Janine. We get hurt in relationships, but we also get healed in relationships. Mm. So some, some, at some point, you need to enter into those things, face your fears. I had to face so many fears before me and Isabel actually got married. We were together for two weeks, and then I ran for six months again. All my old issues came out. And then eventually, when I was pinned down, God <laughs> uh, healed me, and uh, everything changed very quickly. She pinned but you yeah, down. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna? It's amazing to hear a, a guy's perspective on this because uh, he's talking like a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a godly guy, which is great, but he's, he's still talking like a guy. Um, and for me, I agree absolutely. And, and, and something that he's mentioned um, that is from the woman's side, or oh, some girls do this, they, they idolize getting married. So it's, it becomes mm. a god to them. And mm. because... Loneliness is something they despise with everything. They idolize this idea of getting married. So it's not most of the times they just get married to anyone because it's not the person that they want. It's it's the idea. Mm. And they get themselves into a heck of a lot of trouble. And yep. um, as Ratif said, you know, even in a marriage, you realize that you are still needing God as your as your groom, you're still needing him as your husband. You still need him as the only one that helps you through your anxieties and through things. Um, I mean, I've many nights I had I sat in my bed, you know, and, and I was facing things that, and my husband's sleeping. Uh, we all know this. We, you're a team and you're friends and you're married, but 
there's only one God. There's only one Jesus that you you walk Mm. this road with. So I think many girls are are, are naive. Maybe there's some guys as well, you know, they are naive to think that, wow, when we get married, everything is cool, everything works out. Uh, and, And what saddens me is that many girls make this decision basically just because they want to have children and, and then the guys treat them like dirt. They don't even compliment them. They, they break them down emotionally. They don't even say nice things to them. Oh, but you know what? He, I'll marry him because I don't want to be alone. And uh, that's my message to single people out there, single girls, is lay down your idol. Lay down this <laughs> God that you have made marriage and, and made marrying someone. Um, come back to your first love. And he says, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And you don't even know it, but your desire in your heart is for Christ alone. That is all that you need and um, all that you're going to need in marriage. So, so, yeah. We've been talking about That's perspective a lot on radio, about the whole um, intentional thing, about starting your perspective from God's perspective. And not from your own, because it's literally a different way. It it influences your attitude to whatever the problem or the challenge is, is whether you start from God's perspective and his agenda and his will and what makes him happy. Um, so, Retief, the song is called Decian. It's all about blessing. And obviously, a wonderful marriage is a blessing, even though it's work and, and you still, you know, it's the perfect place to die to self and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the song because the song is something that I think a country needs to hear. God has not vanished, that he is still actively involved in our lives. And the result of that is life in abundance, and that's called blessing. So tell me about the song, where the song comes from. It started with you, didn't it? Yeah, it kind of started with a whim, just a feeling, like many things in my life. I, I'm not one of those guys who hear the Lord audibly or seem in the clouds it's just many times <laughs> a feeling really a feeling it's just a gut feeling and then i've learned to to move on that and god speaks to people in different ways and I, i've learned now at the age of 40 that i think that's how he speaks to me and i'm comfortable with that um so i was ministering the blessing the song on our church online service platform and when it aired the sunday and i saw the reaction and etc I just felt, man, this song is so powerful. Can we perhaps translate it in Afrikaans? And I was singing it by myself. And, of course, the chorus is easily translated. And um, and then uh, I immediately felt, well, then, of course, there must be a very strong female vocalist. And I was immediately, Rihanna's name popped up. And we've been collabing for many years on different worship stages. And we've known each other for over 20 years. Um and oh, yeah, it's over 20 years, and, and we've, we've, we've come a long way. Even as we're speaking about singleness and all of this, we've had multiple conversations between both think. of us. We're single. <laughs> we, were, we were praying for one another. We were trusting for one another. And it's amazing now to be uh, both of us, three kids, et cetera, et cetera, and happy marriages. Um, yeah. yeah so, so, so I immediately think about, uh, I thought about her. Uh, I recorded Ismail Court many years ago with her, about eight years ago. And then I just knew that we should we should do this. So I texted her. She just had a baby, so um, we 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 just kind of postponed it a little bit. And then it just uh, took off. Um, I got in touch with the publishers of the song, "The Blessing," and they said there was already a translation Afrikaans. And I 
I looked up the guy who translated it, made contact with him, asked if we could change one or two things. He said, yay. And uh, we changed some of it and then uh, we recorded it. And um, it's amazing to see the response, especially in this time and how our country needs it. And also in this beautiful language of Afrikaans, um, how people can hear this blessing in their own uh, language also in South Africa. Well, the response that we've had to this song is immense. People relating to it completely. Um, and I think it's going to become a standard in churches as well, something that they can sing from their gut, yeah. that God is still a God that blesses us every day. Rihanna, the reason it's not only a strong voice that gets a song to a place where people get it, you know, it's a conviction from inside you that this is something that needs to be sung um, something that I believe from inside. So what is it when people hear this song, besides the beauty of just well-done music, now, what is it that people need to hear when they listen to this song? Well, uh, yeah, I'll answer that question after this. I said to, to Ratif when we were in studio, I said to him, Yo, you know what, I actually feel a little bit like um, nervous. Um, and because singing a song of this it, it is such an anointed song. You know, when you listen to Kerry Jobe singing it, I cried every single time. I was just overwhelmed by the spirit. And I, I was for a second there, I thought, yeah, you know, I can't do this. I can't fabricate that. I can't, I'm not Kerry Jobe, you know, and I felt like, you know, how, how can I even do this? And I just really felt the Lord saying, Rihanna, you don't have to do nothing. You just, you know, just sing. I'll do everything. Um, and, uh, I said to Ratif, it's such a freeing, liberating feeling knowing that I don't have to make the spirit come. Mm-hmm. He comes because he wants to reach the people. And that's why I think the response is amazing. It's not because of Kerry Job even. It's about God's will to tell his children that he loves them and that he is mm-hmm. good and that he wants to almost physically shake them and say, I love you. I love you. Um, I want to give you good things. My plans for you are good to prosper you, not to harm you. You know, I I have a hope and a future for you. That is who God is. That is what he is saying over his nation. When when the world is saying, oh, you're not going to make it. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose this. That's what the accuser says. But now... The God of all heaven and earth is saying, my plans are good. I want to bless you. And just like Abraham, Abraham's blessing, um, you know, over Jacob, he cannot take it back. He will not, he cannot take the blessing back. God has spoken it over his people. So no matter what you do, you cannot take it back. You have been blessed because you are God's child. If you call yourself a child of God, you, you are living in that blessing. So start living in it. Speak it, say it, sing it, sing it of your kids, pray it over your kids, say it over your own life. Stop complaining. Let's <laughs> praise God because these gifts are irrevocable. So let's receive it. Let's take it. Let's receive it. Ponder about it. Yes, make it make your day wonderful.